welcome to the Finger Guns Podcast, episode 136. That's not like Jeff Goldblum for some reason. 136. Mm, yes, brilliant. I am joined by Miles Thompson. <laughs> that was one of the creepiest intros I think I've ever heard. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Well, I was going for, you know, Crazy Taxi. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, okay. All right. Now I'm but, and then it went, oh, yes, that's... Good. Jeff Goldblum, it got very weird, but um, yeah. Yeah, it kind of tailed off into a little bit of like creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff Goldblum is lovable, but also creepy. You know? Yeah, he's a lovely guy. And he's uh, yeah. he's actually in Jurassic World as well. They actually got him to voice act it. Cool. How are you, Miles? <laughs> I thought that would be some nice trivia. <laughs> I'm all right. Thank you, Roscoe. Yeah, doing well. Good. I've uh, finally gotten around to playing Deathloop, which was nice. So uh, yeah, had a good week so far. Lovely stuff, lovely stuff. Have you died a lot already? Uh, yes and no. Um, I'll talk about it a bit more because it's going to be my game of the week. Spoiler. Uh, but yes, it's a very like, yeah, I died less than I expected to, but still quite a bit, I suppose. Yeah, okay. Cool, nice one. And of course, K to the A to the T, K Bizzle. Hey, hey, hey. There you go, see? <laughs> it works. <laughs> Oh, it just sounded, I don't know what it reminded me of. Like, got a little bit of Rolf Harris vibes, not going to lie to you. Um, <laughs> wow, that's not what I was going for. Jeez. Yeah, um, uh, you know, it was it was heartwarming. Mm. Hey, hey, hey. Anyway, whatever. Hey, how's it going? Hey. Hey, how's it going, bud? How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Like, every time I get to Monday, I'm like, where did my weekend go? Like, this weekend and last weekend especially, I feel like I blinked. Um, yeah, I was. I still haven't got my Christmas decorations up. I was supposed to get uh, Christmas decks on Saturday, get the tree, get the... De- and I slept. I woke up at one o'clock and I was like, well, <laughs> that's that day. <laughs> Just didn't do it. Um, so I'm feeling not that Christmassy, but I'd like this week to feel Christmassy. Mm. It's about time, otherwise it's getting a bit late, isn't it? So... Yeah, sure. But other than that, all good. All good, my good friend. Good. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thanks for asking. That's okay. Anytime. You, tell, you, sound, you sound really good tonight. Your microphone is kicking your ass this evening. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You That's sound really so... good tonight. Oh, thank you very much. You know how it is. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, man. Apart from that, evidently. God. Um, yeah, yeah. It's been, a, it's been a good week. Um, this is the second to last podcast of the whole year. So we got one more next week, which is all... Um, <laughs> Our big old game of the year uh, podcast. And then we'll be off until like the middle of January or something. Now, my question of the week is, if Spider-Man had an OnlyFans account, mm-hmm. would he would he do it with his mask on? Yes, you'd have to. Do you think? Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Otherwise, like, because like there's some weird stuff out there on like, you know, adult sites and not that I know, but like, you know, people are into everything, aren't they? So, and I'm assuming that they do that with their costume or the costumes. Who knows? Okay. I don't know. Now it sounds like I know, but I don't know. <laughs> I know. I was going to say, you gave a very, like, intellectual deep yeah, dive Yeah, Because otherwise it would look really strange, wouldn't it? Because he'd have his suit on and then not his mask. But if anything, he should just have the head mask on. Yeah. You've just a mask. a lot into this, haven't yeah. you? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Just to keep the uh, mystery. Yeah. You know? So yeah, so it's not officially a Peter Parker only fans, it's a Spider-Man only fans. Oh yeah, it'd have to be Spider-Man. That's yeah. where the allure is. The allure. Yeah, the allure. Wow. That's where it is. Imagine what made you think of that, Ross? I've been thinking about Spider-Man a lot this week. <laughs> a little bit too much? Yeah, okay. maybe a little bit too much. <laughs> yeah. I'm 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 seeing it on Wednesday morning, so I'm like 
Hype I know. Is... I'm like, I need you. I need to give you my phone so you can mute all the words because I see Beata do that to Twitter. But I feel like I'm just going to get it spoiled, aren't I? So well, I'm not going to do that for you. you need, if you need to avoid spoilers, you've got to take. You've got to do the muting words. Okay, I will do. It takes ages, but <laughs> oh, you've really sold it to me there. Thanks. No, it's it, it's a pain in the ass, but it'll be totally worth it. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Totally yeah. True. Yeah, my mind has wandered a fair bit this week. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. Imagine what you could do with his web shooters. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The things that man scissors. could do. This would be like finger guns after dark. Like, mm. it should be really a Friday night Finger podcast. guns gone wild. It would get really gooey. <laughs> Are you all right? <laughs> well, because, no, think about everything. Like, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, right? Uh, he's, he's the only one that has organic webs. Right, that right. just yes. came yes. from his wrists, right? Yeah, yeah. So if if it was his OnlyFans, <laughs> would would it also come from? Would he shoot webs? Is what I'm saying. Instead of, <laughs> uh, I don't. Oh, I don't know. Maybe ask MJ. Sure, no. Maybe, maybe it would be like you know what you're thinking of because that's that's obviously going to be the sell of the OnlyFans. I yeah. don't know, man. I'm not the director. <laughs> like maybe I don't know. Put it to Disney. You have had way too much free time on your hands. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. You see, the weirdest thing is I haven't really. I've had a really good, really quite a full on week. Maybe that's what the maybe you need is. to cancel some stuff. <laughs> yeah, you've been too busy. Yeah. Do you think if he gets someone pregnant, there'll be like loads of babies, like spider babies? <laughs> yeah, just like little spider eggs. Yeah, That's surely weird. he's got that in his genetics, so he's going to have to. If he has would... a baby, then they'll also also be spider babies, won't they? Surely? I was going to say, would they come out as spider babies? Would they have the power straight away? Well, like, not you. They come well. straight out and they're like this... stick to a wall. This is what I'm saying. I mean, we've got to think about that logistically. Yeah, I mean, imagine a baby that can't crawl but can swing around. <sighs> That'd be annoying, wouldn't it? <laughs> That'd be chaos. Imagine trying imagine? to keep track of it. Wasn't Elliot just being like just like on the wall? <laughs> We're so annoying for a Toby. Yeah, it must be quite difficult to get them down off the ceiling. Yeah, peeling off with that goo. <laughs> Miles, your game of the week. Um, <laughs> uh, mine is um Deathloop. Yeah. Um, ah yes. I really don't know how to follow this tangent now. Um, so I finally got around to playing it. I started it last week ish, and I played like a couple of hours of it. And I've played it a lot over this week, and I think I've finally platinumed it on 19 hours. Um, and having crashed out quite a few hours of it in the last week, I've got to say, I'm going to disclaimer this and say it is a very, 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 very good game. It's like a solid 8 out of 10 in my book, but it's not a very good arcane game. And this is what's kind of really disappointed me. Well, not disappointed. I think that's a bit of a strong word. Maybe underwhelmed me. So it's... I think it's obviously been talked about on the pod before, but for anyone who doesn't somehow know about Deathloop after the billions of trailers and everything else, um, it's a roguelike format. So there's four periods of the day. There are um, eight visionaries who you have to kill over the course of the the day. Um, And the basic idea of the game is that you figure out how to line up each of them on particular days so that you can take them all out within one day. So you need to line them up between, say, for example, two of the characters might be available only on mornings. You've got to figure out a way to kill both of them on the morning before progressing to the next stage of the day or whatnot. And 
it's got lots of cool guns in it. It's got lots of cool kind of typical powers from arcane games. You know, Shift is basically a ripoff of the Dishonored one. And in fact, to be honest, most of the powers are. And a lot of the guns, although they looked really cool in the trailers, a lot of the guns are actually pretty standard. There's a submachine gun, a couple of shotguns, a couple of handguns, and uh, a sniper rifle or two. And there's no enemy variety. <laughs> so there's basic fodder enemies who are called Eternalists, and they're pretty killable quite easily. And then there's like the visionaries themselves who are the, the personalities that you have to take out. And they're basically just bullet spongy versions of regular enemies. There's not really a lot more to them. Um, you acquire powers, you get guns, you lose them if you die, but you can like infuse them using like a currency that you gather called Residium. And it's all works really well. And like as this kind of set up, it is nice. And I liked the idea of it. But the longer I played it for, the more disinterested I became. So like a lot of the law, which I'm like, for example, in Prey, I paid like 50 hours of one campaign of Prey. And I didn't play it again because I didn't want to ruin the game for myself trying to get the platinum. And I read every note. I read every email. I took in all of the environmental storytelling. Like I learned the entire story of that game just by actually playing it, which is very rare for me. And I adored it. And Dishonored 2 had some brilliant storytelling in it, which really hooked me in and kept me going. But Dishonored, I just didn't care. Like after about the first couple hours, I just started picking up notes and then ignoring them because the game tells you what they all mean anyway. You don't need to read anything. And the structure of it is like, it's this kind of open day where you're supposed to figure stuff out so that you can complete the loop yourself. But the game literally just gives you story threads that just literally give you waypoints of exactly where you have to go and what you have to do for everything. So you kind of ignore anything that's off the beaten path because you just don't need to do it. And that was the most underwhelming part of it for me is that I'm so used to arcane games, like giving me the freedom to figure stuff out for myself and to problem solve. And Deathloop doesn't require you to do that. You just go from waypoint to waypoint. You follow the structure of the leads that it gives you. And then I got to the end of it where I'd like set it all up. So I knew where every character would be. And I was like, right, this is going to be the part where it's like, okay, handrails off. You've got to figure this out and finish the loop yourself. Nope. The game just literally sets up a quest line where it tells you exactly what to do on every single day in order to kill them all. And I was like, what's the fucking point? You could have just made this a regular linear story and it would have been none the different for it. So I kind of came out of it having had a decent time with it, but I actually felt quite underwhelmed. And it is, in my opinion, the least good arcane game. I'm not going to say bad because none of their games are bad, but it's the least good one. And having seen all of the reviews and applause for it, I was genuinely really surprised that I was one of the ones who didn't particularly like it as much. And I got to say, as much as it was up for lots of awards, and I think a couple of them are deserved, I'm kind of glad other game, like obviously it takes two on the the main one. And I'm kind of glad that Deathloop didn't because I really don't think as much as I love Arcane, I think of all their games, that was the least deserving one to win it. So I'm in a kind of a mixed position of it of, I still love Arcane. I think the game itself is very, very well structured. It's very accessible to newcomers compared to Dishonored and Prey, but it just didn't feel like a very good Arcane game. And that was the biggest problem I had with it. Um, so yeah, it's kind of my game of the week, but also it's kind of a recommendation of don't be expecting the world because I think the reviews have kind of sold it up as a bit more than it is, um, which is a kind of standard action game with some cool powers, which are repeated from other games and a story which just kind of handholds you all the way through it when really it would have been a far better game if you had to work a lot of it out for yourself. It's a bit like, did either of you play Assassin's Creed Odyssey? Yeah, man. You know yeah. how you know how you got the option of you can either have the game tell you where to go and do everything or it'll like suggest to you what you need to do and then you have to go do it yourself? Do you remember yes. that? Yeah. 
I kind of wish there was an option in Deathloop for that where it wouldn't give you the waypoints for it. It would tell you where you need to go with a better map system so that you could work out what you had to do and where you had to be and who you had to kill so that I could have played it that way instead of having it literally just guide me through the entire game and making it a linear sequence when it's not supposed to be. Um, so that's kind of what I wanted from it. But like I said, it's still an 8 out of 10. I know I've kind of shat on it for the last five minutes, but it is a very, very good game. It's just go in with your expectations tempered if you've played Dishonored or Prey, because it's not like those games, even though it's got the same style to it. And yeah, that's my TED Talk. Hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Especially given the hype, like I was one of the most hyped for it and I was one of the ones who wasn't sick of all the trailers and then I've been the one who's probably been the most underwhelmed by it. Mm, That's a shame. Yeah. That's a shame. I mean, it's got to be better than Dishonored 2, isn't it? Surely. Uh, don't diss Dishonored 2, man. Dishonored 2 oh, here we go. Oh, oh, okay. 2022, we are going to have that out. Oh, Dishonored 2 is a good game. Oh my God. This guy. Yeah. The clockwork, oh man, the clockwork level is just incredible. Come on. Yes, this fucking guy. Oh, <laughs> come on. Okay, <laughs> uh, your game of the week. Uh, my game of the week is a game called Witchwood, and I bloody love it. I think it's great. <laughs> um, so I bloody love it. I bloody love it, mate. I bloody love it. Um, so it came out the other day on uh, the PlayStation consoles, but I think it's actually been out for a couple of months on Switch. Um, but I, I don't know about you. Have to fact check me on that one. Um, it's essentially like a crafting adventure game that you play as this kind of hag witch who's woken up. Um, from a very long slumber and she's met this goat and she made a like a like she, well she made a deal with the goat but the goat is kind of like you know like when you make a deal with the devil and you've got to do something like extremely hard to get your to get whatever you want or it's impossible and she doesn't remember why she's done this curse and there's this like sleeping woman in this like crypt of hers and she has no idea why she's there and she has no idea why she like made this deal um I have a few theories of what's what this is, but um I'm not gonna say anything just in case it is or I accidentally ruined the game for somebody. Um because I'm quite quite far through now. I think I'm over, I think I'm like 60-70% through. Um and essentially you have to collect souls. So you have these souls to collect from different kind of, I guess like mythical fables. So there's like a there's a cat that's like essentially puss in boots. There's um, a rat. There's a bear, like a like a grizzly bear, and you have to collect all these ingredients to like make spells to try and like defeat them in some way. And when I tell you that it's like Russian doll of fetch quests, it really is, but not in a boring, repetitive way. Um, there's like seven locations, eight locations, all in all. Um, again. Not completely sure on the maths there, but I think it's about seven, five or six, seven, I don't know. Anyway, um, and each location is like super unique, super cool. And each location obviously has different ingredients that you can collect in. So you might be able to, in the fields, you can collect corn and you can collect like pumpkin bones. And you can collect like gnome hats and you can collect like all sorts. Um, but then in the swamp, you collect like newt's eyes and... Um, like thistle thorns and frog slime and all that jazz um 
and you talk to people and they'll put you on missions and, and quizzes but then obviously the big bads are the souls of the locations each location has like a big bad that you've got to do that you've got to kind of catch his soul and you'll have to work with other people to to do that and essentially they'll put you on a mission where they might need like a key from you but the key will need like four ingredients or they call them regents because they're um things that are made up from other ingredients and it is like a russian doll of like oh well to make that but i need this but to make this i need that so i need to go over here and collect that first but to go and get that i might need x y and z to even defeat the dragonfly to get its legs to get the wings to get to the orb and put the orb in the ingredient honestly it, when i tell you it's russian doll of those, it's but it's so cool and i think that it's it probably would be very easy to get frustrated with it but the art style is so cool and the art style is so like someone's obviously tried very hard well obviously i guess everyone tries very hard on the art style but this person's put all oh, these people have put so much effort into this art style that it's never inconsistent um it's just great it's what a great game um the trophies are glitched the trophies are glitched as fuck um i went from getting no trophies to then all of a sudden three of them popping to then having none since pop even though i i've done certain souls that are trophies um so now it's on my my profile forever and it looks like i've played like 10 percent of the game and i haven't <laughs> So that's really annoying and I hope they fix that soon because I think I'm going to end up with a ghost platinum where I probably would have the platinum but I don't have it but that's really just a me thing because I like trophy collecting. Um, but yeah the music is cool. Sometimes I get a bit fatigued where I think if I have to go to this fucking swamp one more time I'm going to kill someone and then I like literally put it down for 10 minutes I'm like right let's go to the swamp. Um, my biggest tip for that game is to do like little supply runs uh, because you do run out of like stuff to make stuff to make the other stuff. Um, but it's so cool. It's so great. There's like obviously enemies that you have to defeat, but you defeat them with items that you make from ingredients. And yeah, it's, it's super cool. I love it. That's a great game. Oh, yeah. That sounds fun. It is really fun. Yeah, it is really, really fun. I mean, I don't know. I either sometimes love fetch quests or I absolutely hate them. I couldn't get on with Borderlands because it was so boring. All it is is fetch quests. For, for some reason, all this is is fetch quests, but it's so interesting. It's so creative. It's so, like, pretty. It's so fun. Mm. Um, it's it's not, yeah, it's just... And there's, there's bits of the location where I'm like, oh, that's for later, but I haven't gone there yet because it won't let me, which I'm excited <laughs> for. So, but yeah, that's a good game. It's a good game. I definitely recommend it. It's definitely worth money. My review is going to be out this week, and uh, I think it's going to get a pretty high score. Nice, nice, love it. What about you, Ross? What's your game of the week? Well, is it the campaign for Halo? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It totally is. That's all I've been playing this week. Um, oh my goodness me, I'm playing a campaign for Halo again. Feels like a long, long time. Um, since I've jumped into one and really thoroughly enjoyed it. But I am going to say something, something that nobody wants to hear. Something that I heard not so long ago, and it broke me into pieces. But hey, what the hell? The pass is just the pass, isn't it? So this is Halo Infinite, and I love it. But I'm not in love with it yet. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Oh, no. What's happening? Oh, no. Tell us. You know, it does everything right. It does all the fundamentals that you want a Halo game to do perfectly. And the open world, the semi-open world, the quasi-open world is fun to explore. 
Um, there's bad guys pretty much around every corner, but it's very spare, 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 spare sparse. That's the word. Yes, uh, it's very sparse. This open world doesn't need to be an open world, really. It's all a bit bland and a bit empty um, when you go for particularly long trips. Um, I'm exploring around. I'm having a good time. I'm doing the outposts. They they are about as far cry as you can imagine them to be. Um, you find you find an outpost, you take them down, but with Halo weapons instead of Far Cry weapons. Um, there's propaganda towers. There's propaganda towers in this game, guys. Oh come on! Exactly from Far <laughs> Cry. On. It's unbelievable. Come on, come on now. <laughs> and I've got to take down these propaganda towers. I'm like, are you kidding me? Three four three. Don't don't even no. This is bad. Um, but. I'm having a good time because it's just Halo. And for whatever reason, it's like I give it the benefit of the doubt because, oh, well, this is a game I've wanted for a long, long time. And I am enjoying it a lot more than I'm not enjoying it. Um, the interiors, and there are a lot of levels that are based inside, you know, underground layers and stuff. And they all look very, very similar. That's kind of a trope of Halo. That's just a thing that's been part of Halo for a long, long time. So I don't know if it's kind of a nod to a nod to the series history or if it's just laziness. I really don't know. They all look nice, but they're all very similar. They all look the same, essentially. Um, the enemies are a little tougher this time around. Um, I had to uh, had to readjust my my gameplay style for Halo this time because it's uh, it's not particularly easy. Uh, the boss fights are new and scary. Um, they don't prepare you really for boss fights. You just got to land inside one uh, as you're strolling around, and uh, yeah. Playing Halo in that way is, is 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 weird. It's not like you know a Halo game that I've really played before, and I think that's maybe the point. It, it does feel like a soft reboot of a series. It feels like you know a brand new Halo, but Halo One, if Halo One was an open world, and that is essentially what the game is. And there's nothing wrong with that, but I just wish that there was a little more to do and see around this giant map uh, because there isn't really a lot. One of the fun things about exploring a Far Cry map, uh, for example, is you might stumble across something that you would have never seen before. And it's something that's really random, nothing to do with the story or any of the side missions, just a fun thing, like a, a haunted house or something that you may not have ever discovered. And you go in there and you get some free stuff if you get through the haunted house. And that sort of stuff is really cool because you don't know it's there. And Halo doesn't really have those moments. And, you know, you know what's around the corner if you go just if you go off the beaten path and decide to start exploring, which I tend to do quite a bit, you know, you know what you're going to find. You're not going to find any mysteries or any, you know, secret caves or anything. It's just all a bit, uh, they really could have thought it through a little more, made it a little more exciting to explore because you just know what's going to happen if you go around a corner. But, you know, saying that it is Halo. I'm having, I'm having a blast. Um, the campaign is really interesting. Um, I love where the story is right now. I'm, I'm not, really that far into it to be honest i've been too busy exploring and doing the uh doing the side missions but yeah the weapon the new um ai inside master chief's head is uh very funny very interesting um the kind of the continuation of the story between chief and cortana is just devastating if you've played halo for 20 years and you, you know you've got to play a game suddenly where halo and cortana are broken up it's like no don't like that it's really sad and you know they play on that a hell of a lot um Chief gets very introspective at times and gets very emotional. And it's a really interesting take on Chief and, you know, the, the new story that he's telling. So I'm, um, yeah, I'm completely invested. I can't wait to see what's next. 
there's a great moment where you know the the little grunts have very funny things that they say if you hear them around like oh my god it's the demon you must chase him Rah! you know he, they, they say these very funny things and there was there was one sequence where i taken out all of his buddies all of the grunts and the brutes and there was one grunt left and he turned around and he was like okay you and me one-on-one let's go hand to hand and i could not stop laughing for about five minutes he killed me twice because i was just like that that's just the funniest thing i've ever heard in a halo game and he was just like this little grunt was so ready to beat me down and eventually i just kind of knocked him on the head once and he was dead but it was just so funny and you know those moments are really cool uh, because if you can sort of keep a distance away and just listen to the grunt conversations some of them are super funny so it's got you know it's got a, it's got a nice sense of humor as well and it's doing everything it should be doing but i'm still not sure about the open world idea of halo and it's not this isn't selling me on it yet so yeah that's where i am with it right now but i've again i've got a lot to do so gonna keep on playing and see where it takes me i'm in no rush to finish this game because i've got nothing really else to play uh, for the rest of the year so yeah that's where i am at the moment with halo infinite i'm super excited i've got it um downloaded and i'm like super keen to jump into it and uh i've been seeing some of the clips of the grunts that you mentioned and some of the lines and some of them are just fucking brilliant like i think there's one like after you this is only like a very very tiny spoiler after you finish the game there's a grunt that you can find in the world who goes oh well done you finished the game you beat all of us you're cool but you haven't done it on legendary though have you i was like oh savage <laughs> <laughs> you finish the game and they immediately call you out to do it on the hardest difficulty fair enough um, yeah. So yeah i'm super excited to jump in yeah man yeah you'll have a great time and also yeah congratulations to you for finally discovering xbox game pass oh the time has finally arrived <laughs> got both halo wars games downloaded and i've got halo infinite ready to go so of course keen, keen to get jumping in you're gonna get your keyboard and mouse and just make it a proper uh a proper event i think shit i forgot you can do that oh, i need to stop forgetting that i'm gonna do it it's gonna happen yeah you are Damn right. um right then we were gonna jump into a quiz but hilariously, nobody's done one. So what we're going to do instead is go straight into the news. And this week, we are sort of reacting a little bit to the Game Awards, which, of course, happened last week. And, yeah, we have some thoughts. There was an absolutely abundance of trailers, an abundance of winners who won the awards. Um, all of the trailers are on the website, every single one. Who stayed up until 5 a.m. to do that for all of you? Well, I did, because I love you. That's what I do best, ladies and gentlemen. I just Ray, want to make you happy. Legend. Yeah. God. The problem with doing that is because you've got to watch the Game Awards for three hours. And, yeah, it makes it's, your heart sad. It's worse than torture, really. It is the worst show ever. <laughs> and it's not getting better. It's just constant misery. But in between those moments of misery... And those moments of Jeff Keighley shouting out all the bad people in Activision and then considering to play a trailer from Ubisoft and Quantic Dream, which I thought was very, very funny. There was, yeah, there was a lot of nice trailers and we shall go through our highlights. Not every single one, because my God, we do not have that sort of time. But um, our highlights from the ceremony itself, some of the award winners, which were somewhat controversial in our Slack. And uh, yeah, we'll get, we'll, uh, we'll get to it. So, uh, Mars, what was your uh, biggest kind of uh, trailer takeaway from the Game Awards this year? I think you're probably the least surprising news this year. Hellblade uh, 2 was Hellblade incredible. 2, Senua yeah. Saga? Yeah. <laughs> it was fucking incredible. It was, it was. It definitely I've was. 
I've been waiting to see that game properly in the flesh for absolutely ages. And then when I woke up the next day, I was like on my lunch break from work. And I was like, right, I'm going to catch up on some of them. And I had looked at the Slack properly. And I saw one of the first ones that came up was Hellblade 2. And I was like, what? Why has no one told me this? <laughs> and, um, and then I saw it was six minutes long. And I almost lost all of my shit. Like, yeah, it was gameplay, man. It was ridiculous. And it was so good. It was everything I've been wanting to see. It's capturing all the same kind of theme and style. All the motion capture looks incredible again. It looks like it's just going to be a bigger budget of the first game. And it's going to go even more in depth into the world and the themes. And I just, I cannot wait to actually play this game. And now that I have an Xbox, I don't even have to feel sad because I will actually be able to play it as well. And like one, the first one is one of my, you know, favorite games of all time. And the way it tackles, you know, a depiction of mental health to such an incredibly accurate degree. I think it's just brilliant. And you could even get it in the trailer. If you listen to it in headphones, you get the same sensation of like the voices in Senua's head um, appearing in different places and different tones and different styles. And it's just, it brought back all the memories of playing the original and it's made me want to go back to play it again in preparation for whenever this one comes out. So that was naturally my absolute highlight because nothing else was going to top that. Um, I think we've all gushed a lot over Plague Tale Requiem and the trailer did a great job. Yep. (laughs) And the trailer did an absolutely brilliant job at, you know, demonstrating more of that and actually showing off a bit of the gameplay and the scale of what this one's going to go for compared um, to the original, which I think is absolutely brilliant. Um, But I feel like other people are going to talk about that one a little bit more. So I'll cut mine there on that. But it looks amazing. I can't wait to play it. Um, my other surprising ones were Evil West, which I thought just looked absolutely class. Like, it just looks like a lot of fun. It's got a really cool aesthetic and style to it. Third person action, shooter, melee brawl. It just looks fucking cool. Like, I just really can't wait to actually play that one. Um, so that one kind of surprised me. I know Sean had mentioned it once before, but I didn't really know anything about it. So seeing that trailer really kind of cemented that this is a game I'm going to keep my eye on. And in a surprising one, it was uh, the one that followed it, which is Have a Nice Death, which looks really, really cool. I love the kind of style to it. Um, I think graphically it's got a really cool kind of tone and filter. And the gameplay looks like it's going to be another one, a bit like kind of Hollow Knight or if anyone played Dust and Elysian's Tale, it's a little bit like that as well. Um, so it's kind of 2D um, fighting style and it just looks really, really good. Um, so I can't wait to get my hands to play that one. Although I think it's only coming out on early access initially, isn't it? If I remember right. Um, and then the last one that I really picked up on was Crossfire X because it gave me a lot of Crisis vibes. And I've recently replayed the Crisis trilogy and it was great. So any game that gives me that kind of style is a winner in my book. So yeah, those are my particular highlights. Um, the other ones, like the Star Wars one, the trailers look cool, but there's no gameplay, so you don't actually see anything about them. So although they're mm. exciting, they're not quite as not quite as good as actually seeing the game in action. Yeah, I read about that today. It's like, yeah, we're not going to see that for at least four years. <laughs> That's it. Like a lot of these trailers are like, yes, we exist. We are a game. Mm. You're not going to see us forever. We're just telling you that we're here. And we'll let you know in like two years' time that we're still here. Yeah. Yeah, Eclipse is going to be one that we're going to be waiting on for a long time, I think. Definitely. Ooh, uh Kat, what were your highlights from the Game Awards? Uh, my highlights were, of course, Plague's Tale. I've only just, as 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 an Blue really, um, played it really at, at last, like in, 
I played it this year for the first time. It was something that I never really thought that I would like. It was kind of like a little bit on my radar, but not enough for me to be like, I want to get that now. Obviously speaking to Toby, then it came on Game Pass. And then I was like, right, not Game Pass. Because I don't have Game Pass because I'm a wanker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it came on a PS Plus and I was like, ah, I'm going to give this a go. And I bloody loved it. And I think this is always a testament to even even though a game doesn't look like it's your kind of style or it has something that you absolutely hate in it. For example, I stealth combat really gives a sh- like puts the shits up me. Um, but I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Um, so I think it's always a testament to sometimes go out of your comfort zone and don't stick to the same genres that you normally do. Um, so that was that was a highlight for me. I was very surprised about Game of the Year. I, you know, I think that take two it takes not take two because that's the company um it takes two um do deserve um awards i think they did a fantastic job i was just really surprised i got a game of the year um they've obviously won best multiplayer as well um which yeah i i, I was surprised that didn't go to like a bigger multiplayer but actually you know i definitely you know i definitely wanted it to win something i was just really shocked it was game of the year i really didn't expect that over ratchet and like people were saying death loop um yeah um yeah i mean no one expected it, it, it takes two to yeah. win it was a really yeah. good surprise ratchet I, won nothing i know ratchet won nothing i was really really surprised mm. um so that was sad really i was a bit sad by that i i i think they did a great job ratchet and clank i think and i think maybe why is because it's what the seventh or eighth game in the franchise like it's not anything new and I guess um a lot of the criticism for Ratchet is always that it doesn't really do masses of newness to their to their kind of games but also like you know if they were to do something completely new people would bitch and moan about it and be like oh that's not Ratchet like so I don't know but I I, I thought Ratchet that was great <laughs> um I'm actually I struggle to actually finish It Takes Two um I play it for a couple of hours with Miles and and then it's twice now that we've been like, oh, I'm just fatigued. Just just get me off this game. And we never really fancy it again for a while. So, but it is a great mm. game. It has all the ingredients. It does. It is a really, really great game. But yeah, I was shocked. So those are my highlights. Um, Trailer-wise, I have obviously a couple of other things to mention. So Texas Chainsaw Massacre, really intrigued. I don't love trailers about gameplay. So I'm going to keep this one short and sweet. Um, I hope, I don't know what I think this is or what it's going to be. I just hope that it's not just, I don't know. I don't know what I'm expecting, but I'm excited. And that's that's rare for me to say about a horror game. I want to go around chainsawing people, but I don't want to be the person running from him. That's what I hope we are. I don't hope... I hope we're him, and I don't hope that we're somebody who's trying well, to get away. It's being made by the Friday the 13th guys, so... One, oh, one, no, it's one would not. imagine it's it's going to be uh, both. So you just... You know. Oh, okay. Like a, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't love Friday the 13th. But I mean, hopefully. it could be worse. It could be made by the Dead by Daylight guys. You can shut up. You can shut up. Behaviour of dumb. <laughs> Behaviour of good sports. It wouldn't even release You don't even like the game. It would I love be such a broken mess if they did it. it yeah, I love work. the game, but like Behaviour just need to focus on that for now. Um... Yeah, I can't say I don't like the game when I've got what someone someone saw it on my PS5. I've got only two thousand hours in that game. That's a joke. <laughs> I need to be some sort of like <laughs> Twitch flipping sponsor for them. I need to be a fog whisperer. 
um for that you need to stream like i guess that's yes a, yeah I guess, that's the yeah. important one that's important one yeah. um so yeah that was that was first trailer i really like the look of the tunic i saw it a couple of months ago as well um i definitely know that's a toby game toby's gonna love that game i was of course his uh tunic tunic yeah it looks lovely it looks yeah it looks a little bit death story as well um yeah, so that was exciting. That looks cute. I can't wait for that to come out. Cute and feisty is what Tunic looks like. Um, and then Plague Tale. Plague Tale looks awesome. And I can really, really appreciate it now because I've played the game. Whereas I remember when it was E3 and the trailer happened and I didn't give a shit because I was like, not played the game. Yeah. <laughs> All of us were like, oh, yes, come yeah, on. Like, oh, my God. Don't was like, what big tell. And I was like, cool. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Good for you guys. And uh, now I'm like, oh, my God. Like, immediately um, hit up Toby in the Slack. Like, Toby. <laughs> That's a, <laughs> a, a, a more trailer. And it looks really cool. It look, I don't know what they're going to It looks a little bit more open. But maybe that's just the trailer. I don't know. Um, that looks cool. Um, and then Chia, that looks cool. That look. I mean, we thought that looked cool a couple of months ago. Ah, um, uh, yeah. Tachia yeah. Really nice. like Bug snacks the human. So it's <laughs> um, a jump and dive into all of the uh, all of the animals around her. So that looks cool. Little island adventure game. Yeah. Um, sure. And then I guess honorable mention is Sonic. Not the film trailer, but that is also awesome. Mm. Um, but the new game, Sonic, what's it called? There was, see, Sonic, uh, Sonic Frontiers. Frontiers. Frontiers, yeah, that's the one. But they had other names. I saw on the Reddit, they had other names. And there is another name on that that looked, just sounds way cooler, which was Starfall. Why didn't they call it Starfall? Front- what the Frontier. hell does that mean? I don't know. But Starfall sounds awesome, doesn't it? Does it? Do? Yeah. Anyway. It's called Frontiers looked- because evidently there are frontiers that Sonic need to explore. Yeah, and hopefully it's not shit. But <laughs> hopefully it's not I've, shit. Yeah, hopefully it's not shit. Um, but it does look cool. It looks very pretty. It looks very atmospheric. I, like they've always done well at the, I guess the, the backgrounds and the environment of Sonic. But it's just mm-hmm. how well they're going to use them. I just don't want it to be like every other Sonic game ever, where you're just running and running and running and running and running, and then you collect shit. You know what I mean? Like we need more. We just need a little bit more. Yeah, now. I mean, this is this is an open world game, so it's going to be interesting. That's what I mean. Like, that sounds really cool, and I'm really excited about that. So, yeah, but just obviously cautiously, cautiously excited. Because... Sonic Breath of the Wild. That's what it's going to be. Yeah, ho- well, hopefully. hopefully. Yeah, we'll see. But those those are my highlights. Um, nice. What about you? What what was what was highlighted for you? What was a shock or surprise or? Because I you mean... obviously were watching every minute, so. <laughs> I was, I was. And by the end of it, I definitely did not want to hang myself on the roof. <laughs> but um, my biggest takeaway from it was Kill the Justice League, which mm-hmm. looked, I don't know if you if if you caught the gameplay, um, but it looks like Saints Row. It actually looks kind of cool. Yeah, it does it? look kind of cool. It looks, it looks like Saints Row. And it's like, uh, no, 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 <laughs> I want it. <laughs> no, I don't See, want I quite that. like that. I quite like the look of it. I mean, the, the the trailer was built to be bombastic and crazy, make you like, you know, oh my god, it's so frenetic and mad. But I watched it back and it was like, I don't know, I don't know. I'm not sure about this. I want Arkham. What's happening? <laughs> um, you were so, nights for that. That uh, yeah, true. But yeah, it bothered me a lot, and I'm not I'm not excited about it anymore. To be honest, and that's um that that's a worrying place to be because I think that's going to be the biggest game of next year if it ever comes out. 
Um, I think Forspoken's looking really good. I think that looks like it's in a really good place right now. Yeah, definitely. It did look really nice. Um, I can't believe it's out in February. That's very close. Um, so that's going to be good. Is it February or April? Oh, it's April. Sorry. But also, as well, isn't the physical copy exclusive to game, which is really strange? What? Really? Yeah. Is that <laughs> not just a collector's edition or something? Um, I don't know. I might be, but I'm sure I read the other day that the, the physical CD copy at the moment, and I don't know if it's time limited either. It didn't say at the moment the physical copy is exclusive to game. Oh, God, fuck game. I know, right? I mean, it, maybe it's for the first six months because I thought that was a weird, that was a weird choice mm. <laughs> to do. Um, but yeah, someone told me and I thought, that's a really strange choice. Um, yeah. um, I mean... Horizon Red West continues to look amazing. Uh, wasn't a massive trailer, but it was nice to see it again. That was an awesome trailer, though. Like mm. the way it like sideswept into the next battle. That bloody, that bloody snake python monster yeah. thing. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, it still looks awesome. Really excited for that. Um, Lord of the Rings Gollum. I'm done with this game. That's like the fifth CGI trailer they've dropped. And I still have no idea what this game is about. It looks so. like it's going to be a sticks type of game. And I fucking hated that game. So I won't be playing yeah. it. Yeah, I'm really not into. I'm really not interested. Um, saying that, I'll probably buy it day one because I'm an asshole. Um, yeah, Star Wars Eclipse. I don't know anything about it. It looks crazy. Quantic Dream are questionable. Um, they need a lot of work done in their internal handlings of certain things. Um, so yeah, but a Star Wars game from them. Obviously, they're the guys that made uh, Beyond Two Souls and Detroit Become Human. So it's going to be an interesting one, I think. A Hellblade looks amazing. Um, it's a hell of a one to open with. Um, really great looking, absolutely stunning. It's going to look amazing on the series um, and on the PS5. So it's um, it's going to be great. Um, I'm pretty sure it is. It, no, it's not, is it? It's Xbox only, isn't it? Because it's their own by so. Microsoft now. Yeah, it's uh, exclusive. So thank God I got the Xbox from you when I did, Roscoe. You've saved me. Uh, it's series only, isn't it? Please don't say that. Please don't. Don't do this to me. With all the love in the world, I don't think that will run on your 1S. Oh, my God, that series. Oh, man, they're only 250 quid. You'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. I might have to do it. <laughs> I might. I just I have to. I can't not play that game. Yeah, right. Um, the great to see Cuphead DLC finally happening. Um, I don't know a lot about Cuphead, but I know that the DLC has been long awaited, um, at least two or three years at this point. So that's uh, coming cool. And it was a great presentation of it. Um, they had a They had a live band on stage. Um, singing about DLC Island. It was very, very cool. One of the highlights of the show, for sure. Uh, Nightingale looks really cool. I don't know a lot about this game, but that kind of dropped out of nowhere and was like, yeah, that looks pretty dope. It's, um, you know, aliens and stuff in a in like a period drama. So it's like Sense and Sensibility or Pride and Prejudice, but with massive guns and monsters. And so that's that's cool with me. I'm up for that stuff like that. That looks like a lot of fun. Um, so, yeah, I mean, those are my highlights, really. Um, Among Us VR, I mean, that's going to be huge. Um, I can't imagine how math that's going to be. Um, Arc Raiders looked pretty dope. Um, that's a next-gen only thing that looks completely insane. Looks like Shadow of the Colossus or Attack on Titan or something like that. You know, sort of combination of the two. Um, that looks pretty dope. Um, the Elden Ring trailer was all right. It wasn't the best one they've done, but uh, it was good to see it there. But yeah, I mean, the ultimate highlight was the Sonic 2 trailer and seeing Knuckles and Tails in a, in a Sonic movie. I mean, come on. It doesn't get any better than that. Yeah, like, and it's the original voice of Tails as well. It is. It is indeed. And Idris Elba as Knuckles is just a wonderful thing. <laughs> oh, it's going to be great. He, it's going to be so great. 
he definitely does sound like the Knuckles from Sonic Adventure 2 a little bit. Yeah. Like, oh, Sonic, go clip. Like, instantly, that husky ass, I don't give a shit about this, but I will help you. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I don't think it's going to be the best movie ever made, but it's going to be fun. And that's all the miles, really. But Jim Carrey, and Jim Carrey is back on kind of form. So, yeah. Yeah. His, his robotic was really fun in the first one. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see that again. And Tails is my boy. So, bring it on. <laughs> the trailer landed, uh, the, sorry, the poster landed uh, the day before. And he's in the tornado. He's in his, he's in his bloody freaking plane. So, I'm like, yep. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you're doing this right. Let's go. Um, in terms of the awards, um, best performance, Maggie Robinson for Lady Dimitrescu. I think that was probably deserved considering that she's been the industry's most loved character all year. Um, I was pretty say. sure. How did she acquire such a cult following? It was ridiculous. She suddenly became like the face of Reddit for like a good week. Uh, because she was tall and had massive boobies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but we're a simple breed, aren't we, gamers? We are very easily uh, excuse pleased. Excuse me, speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Very easily pleased. There was, um, yeah, there was a lot of things on Reddit that I wish I didn't see. That I that I saw about, about Lady D. Um, but uh, yeah, she was uh, she turned on basically the entire industry, and uh, yeah, there you go. Now she's now she's award winning. So well done, Maggie Robertson, for making the entire industry very very thirsty. Um, best action game is Returnal. I mean, that's fine. I'd never really considered that an action game. Um, it was just a pain in the ass more than anything. Um, I think, I don't know. I think Raditz should have got that because it's just, it's just constant from sort of like beginning to end. But uh, you know, who am I? Who am I? Uh, but I know that Greg's really excited about Warhammer for Forty Thousand Space Marine Two. Um, something that I can't, I can't remember him playing the original, but I, he must have really enjoyed it. He's super hyped about it. Uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. I know Sean's excited for that one. So you know, it was um, it was an interesting mix of stuff, and the uh, the Halo TV trailer was rubbish. Just <laughs> still know nothing about this show, so I was hoping that there'd be a bit more. But I mean, it looks like they're they're doing everything right, but still know nothing about the characters. So that's a shame. So it's um, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a bad in terms of content. It wasn't too bad, but uh, good God, oh God, what a long ass show, and. Uh, yeah, something big really needs to change because I can't do it every year. It hurts my heart. You can't stop at this alone anymore. I can't do it alone <laughs> anymore. <laughs> I just want to give a shout out to the fact that Nier actually won the soundtrack as well. The soundtrack. Yeah, you called that one. Yeah, I'm really pleased. It fully deserved it. And it's nice to see Nier get some recognition. Um, so, yeah, I was really pleased with that one. Yeah, best narrative went to Guardians. Um, Kat called that one, but only because she hadn't played anything else in that category. So, well done, Kat, you won that one. <laughs> Well done. Well done, me. Yay. <laughs> uh, we also called uh, Best Ongoing for Final Fantasy XIV. That Nailed was a, it. Absolutely smashed it. And um, Innovation in Accessibility for Forza Horizon. That's pretty awesome. Oh, nice. Yeah. They've now added a, um, an ASL interpreter in, into the game. What? It just, pop, it just pops up on the screen and that's, interprets all the stuff. That's really cool. That's incredible, to be fair. Yeah. Nice work, turn 10. Uh, player's choice was Halo Infinite, but of course it was because we were all hyped for it all week. <laughs> and nothing else was going to win. Um, best Mobile went to Genshin Impact. I'm sure Toby was really happy about that. And so, you know. Big fan, wasn't he? Big fan? Oh, big fan. Yeah, 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 big, yeah. Big fan. 
Uh, what do you make of the Alan Wake 2 announcement? Uh, I like the fact that it exists. I think it was a very poorly kept secret at this point, given that the remaster released and that, you know, there were nods to it in control. Um, but it's nice to know. And the graphics engine looks like it's going to be pretty powerful. So it looks cool. But we don't know anything about it yet. So I'm going to have to wait and see what it actually looks like in a year's time. I'm also pretty sure that we called it like about two months ago. We called it yeah. there was going to be an Alan Wake remake because we were talking about me and you, Ross, were saying that all we remember is because it was it was when the remaster was announced and we said, be, I'm sure we said we bet there's going to be a sequel in the next two years. Um, yeah. And we mentioned the, the control thing as well because it's, you know, they've got a whole DLC literally <laughs> revolving around Alan Wake <laughs> called the Alan Wake DLC. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, like like Miles was saying, I think it's a poorly kept secret, but it's good it's happening. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he'll get out of the woods with a torch. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, they've they've described it as a survival horror, so it's going to be different to Alan Wake. It won't be as, um, I guess, action orientated. Um, it's going to be a little bit more, a little bit more survival than we were expecting, I think. But given his new look, he kind of looks. It kind of looks like it's just going to be the evil within. But we're not not being called the evil within because he looks exactly the same as Sebastian Castellanos from that game. Like <laughs> yeah. ident- I, literally identical. I literally saw him and I was like, is that the evil within three? Mm. So yeah, there you go. Those are our highlights from the game awards. Um, if there were any at all. But there were. The trailers were good. Oh boy, bring it on next year. Bagsy not doing it. We're gonna to have to like draw straws on who is the unfortunate <laughs> soul that has to stay up all night to watch it. Oh, thanks, Mars. I appreciate that, man. You're the best. <laughs> that was not an offer. Oh, what a dude. What a dude. <laughs> what have I done? All right, then let's move on to um, our second piece of news this week, which is the Nintendo Switch. This thing just keeps on smashing it. I'm gonna read from VGC. Nintendo Switch enjoyed its biggest sales week yet in the UK and, of course, Europe this week, driven by the launch of a new Mario Kart Deluxe Hardware Bundle for Black Friday. More Switch consoles and games were sold during the week beginning November 22nd than during any other week since the system launched in March 2017, based on internal Nintendo sales data. The new bundle, which includes the console, a download code for Mario Kart 8, and a three-month Switch online subscription for £260, offers a saving of £57 compared to purchasing the product separately, according to Nintendo. And a record number of Switch games were sold across Europe during the week beginning November 15th, although the total was then surpassed the following week, Nintendo said. The November 19th release of Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl contributed to the success, with games selling over 6 million copies combined globally in their first weekend on sale. Nintendo said last month Switch had shipped 92.87 million units, and that Mario Kart 8 Deluxe was officially the series' best-selling entry ever, with almost 40 million copies sold. It is also said the Switch's unexpected level of success had enabled the company to invest in new business opportunities, including an 818 million expansion of its game development capability. My good God, the Switch just keeps killing it. Miles, why does everyone love Switch so much? Uh, that's a good question. Is it because um... it's available? I mean, probably, yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, when it released, obviously, it was Nintendo did their usual thing where they released fewer of them to drive up demand and kind of did what, what's happening to the consoles now, but did it intentionally. Um, and I kind of thought that that would peter out after about a year, but it just hasn't. For some reason, this console seems to just appeal to a real mass audience. And I think Nintendo kind of got a little bit ahead of 
they did like a handheld console, but to a really strong kind of power level, which previously hadn't really been achieved before. And whereas, you know, the PS5 and the the series um, of Xbox consoles were still quite a way off. I think Mm -hmm. for a lot of people, the Switch offered that chance to have like what was then the current gen, you know, offering, but be able to take it anywhere. And it really tapped into that just before the cloud gaming started to become a real thing. And before you had many other options to do that. I think now it is a little bit different. And that's what surprises me is how it's still selling, even though like you've been talking about, you know, you can play ridiculously good Xbox games on your phone now, but people are still buying the Switch anyway. And I guess it's testament to Nintendo's quality of games. You know, they've got lots of really appealing you know, kind of solid games like, you know, the Zelda series and whatnot. But then it's also got such a good lineup of party games and accessible and kid-friendly games. They've really kind of tapped into the market of the younger audience of people who just want to play fun games. They don't need the super hardcore experiences that you might get on the other consoles, but they just have so much to offer in terms of just having good fun. And the fact that you can take it anywhere, you can play really good games, you know, the idea for me of being able to have played Hades, for example, while I was out and about or on a road trip, it's just like it blows my mind being able to do something like that. And I think that's what's kind of reeled people in. And even though Nintendo have made, you know, their pricing structures a bit of a mess, you know, they've messed up with the online cloud subscription system and, you know, they got into a fight with streamers and stuff. And yet somehow they've come out of the end of all of these conflicts with not really any kind of drawbacks in terms of sales. So I think they just caught lightning in a bottle when they released it. And I think because they have such a history and pedigree of really good series that people love to play and have a lot of nostalgia for, you know, they've just really made that work for them. And it's good to see the Switch succeed because when it came out, it was ridiculed by quite a few that it wasn't going to make it. And the fact that it's on, I think it was, what did you say, like 97 million copies or something? or 97 million hardware sold. That's just insane. I mean, that's coming up to PS2 numbers, isn't it? Yeah, it's crazy. It might might end up outselling it in a few years time which is just ridiculous so yeah they just i think they just caught lightning in the bottle and they've made it work somehow with their lineup of games and i think they just keep appealing to you know the mass of audience rather than trying to appeal to just particular you know like you hear kind of xbox or sony sometimes talk about you know different types of gamers that they want to appeal to whereas i think nintendo is very much like we're here for everybody just come and play our games they'll come out late on the switch but they'll be really good and you'll be able to play them anywhere you want yeah and i think that just appeals and for some reason just people just can't get enough of it but it was even when it first released and they sold more copies of what was it they sold more copies of breath of the wild than they had actual consoles so like i don't know (laughs) nintendo's marketing team aren't paid enough is what i'm saying because somehow they're selling consoles and games like they're fruitcakes so Mm. i played them yeah it is absolutely wild i mean it's a great system i mean it doesn't obviously have the power or the capacity of what's coming up or what's coming next but it doesn't really matter nintendo have never factored that into their systems anyway and what it does it does very 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 well and with Battle of the world 2 around the corner um there apparently doesn't need to be a mario kart 9 because they're still selling mario kart 8 like fucking nobody's business but yeah i think it's only going to get stronger um cap what do you make of these ridiculous numbers um i think Miles has put it really really well and said all the points that i was ready to say i think a big part of it not even a big part of it but definitely maybe like a 30 percent reason is obviously accessibility um but then that also doesn't account for the fact that Xbox is very accessible. So actually the Switch is just doing very, very well. Um, 
it's it's handheld you can take it anywhere and yeah I don't really have much to add I think every point that Miles has made is probably likely the points is that actually credit where credit is due um people did slag off the Nintendo Switch and say oh it's not going to do well it's going to you know it's going to tank and haha you know I bet Nintendo really rubbed rub their, rub their bellies over that um but yeah they've got obviously they've got all the I mean they've got the classics like you know they're never ever going to be able to top Mario Luigi party carts Donkey Kong anything like that so they, they're going to keep that forever but it is very accessible to, to families you think if you know you've got a family with four kids you know you're not going to buy just one switch unlikely you're going to buy four um because of the handheld you know people grow up have it in their rooms or play it before go to bed etc um car trips university wherever you are traveling it's just so great that any kind of game that you would need a tv for is is straight in your hands um and they do it well it can be played on t- i just think yeah i've not really got much to add i think they're doing very well for very good reasons um and yeah i get like you said i think it's just gonna get bigger and better um weirdly for me the switch really hurts my neck <laughs> I think I'm just getting old I think I'm genuinely just getting really old um but yeah it really hurts my neck after a while I have to like proper like adjust myself um and I can't just hold out in front of my face forever because it's gonna hurt my arms uh, but I'm really glad I have one I think I'd be pretty jealous and I remember in COVID as well when you think about COVID I remember it sold out people were like buying the switch for like silly amount of money it, yeah. just, it wasn't shippable. Um, that was that was a pretty mental time. And then they had the Switch Lite come out, and that sold out. And people were buying that even just because it was in stock. They didn't really want the Switch Lite. They they just wanted a Switch. Um, I remember saying loads of people said, "Oh, I just bought the Switch Lite, and I'll sell it later and buy the buy the one that can hook up to the TV." Um, it's just great, isn't it? It's great to have in your house. It's like the Wii. I played the Wii literally on the weekend with a couple of my younger cousins, and I was like, "This is this. It's just so much family fun." It's, you know, for Christmas and households, it's very rare that you can replicate that on an Xbox. You can't replicate it on a PlayStation. Nintendo have always done very, very well at, at doing that kind of front room gaming, like visual. You know, everybody's on the sofa <laughs> at the TV with their controllers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think they're doing very well. And yeah, they've got Breath of the Wild. They've got they've got Nintendo. They've got Nintendo titles, um, the Mario stuff. Who knows? But they've got everything else as well. So, yeah, I don't know what they're doing right, yeah. but they just need to keep doing it. Lockdown is a great shout, actually, because... Yeah. I mean, I put, I want to say, 600 hours into Animal Crossing. Over, exactly, yeah. Um, over lockdown. I don't have my Switch anymore, uh, which really hurts sometimes when I wake up and I'm like, I want to play Animal Crossing. Oh, I can't. I have got a Switch. <laughs> That's um, the thing as well. It's like they have Animal Crossing on there. And, you know, anybody who's like when maybe the generation below are obsessed with it you know we're we're obsessed with it but we we started with animal crossing animal crossing started with us but um new horizons is has stormed and locked down i know a handful of people maybe like it is a handful who bought a switch because of lockdown they were like been followed or i've been this or i've been that and it's a cheap cheaper option to buy a switch you know 129 quid or whatever it was for the switch light I don't know, I can't remember. Um, over, you know, a four, five hundred quid PS5. <laughs> you yeah. can buy a bundle that you can't get when you can play the exact same games. <laughs> no brainer, really, because you can also just buy a controller 
for the Switch and hook up to your TV and pretend you have an Xbox if you really wanted, you know. But yeah. it's got best of both worlds. It's doing its thing. Animal Crossing has now sold 33 million copies. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. And, um, yeah, like, like Mars was... They've got the new DLC as well yep. now, and it just expands the game even more. They're not going to release anything else, so this is it now. But, I mean, God, this thing's going to live forever, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, what are you going to say? Sorry. Mm, Miles had a shout with the Breath of the Wild selling more copies than the Switch itself, which was yeah weird. But, uh, but yeah, just shows, I guess it shows the love of the community and... Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not a system like buy third party stuff on very much like my Xbox. Same. I have it for Xbox stuff. Yeah. You know? Same. Um, I wouldn't buy anything that I wouldn't put on PS5. You know what I mean? Yeah. Same. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm more of like a, oh, um, Mario Party All Stars is out. I'm going to buy that. Like, I play the yeah. Switch to play with my friends at Mario Kart or Mario Party or Monopoly or anything like that. Something that they all have. Mm. Um, but anything like, like Miles was saying, like Hades or anything like that, I just bought the PS5. But it's there. It's a console. And also, as well, if I was going away and it's kind of rude to bring your PS5, like I'm going away for Christmas and it's going to be kind of rude to like rock up with my PS5, but it will be weirdly acceptable for my Switch. People will be like, oh, yeah, that's fine. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, but also, you can plug it into the TV and everyone can play. Whereas, like, the PS5 and the Xbox doesn't really have that, nor that mentality, but also that, that accessibility as, as much as the Switch. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good old Nintendo. Hey. Yeah. Great gift too, and also it's very customizable. You had the like, yeah. you had the um, Animal Crossing like um, joy, joy, like joy skins and everything, like the little like blue and the yellow ones, and you had like all sorts, all sorts of colours, and you know mm-hmm. people love customising and making it their own. It's a shame Joy Cons are <laughs> seventy quid each, isn't it? Really? Fucking hell! I know. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's a joke, isn't it? Yeah. Especially when I, mine is already. I've not even really played my Switch, and I am already experiencing drift, and it's really annoying because I've only played oh, it man. like four times. But I had, whatever. I had, I had drift, and I, I fixed it myself, like a grown up. Oh, well done! I found a a video on YouTube. They were like, "You just need this and this. Take it apart. Hold this there for a minute. There you go. And, oh. it, and, it, and it worked." I was like, no oh, way. That is badass. I'd probably end up putting it all back together and then losing screw somewhere and then fuck it up forever. <laughs> it was actually really, really, it didn't involve um, sort of taking anything off. It was just the, um, the analog stick plastic. I decided I had to sort of pull it up a little bit with some tweezers and then just like oh, clean nice. underneath the analog stick. Oh. Uh, just like <clears> leave, <throat> leave a bit of like cotton, cotton wool there for like five minutes. And it just, it just kind of sucked up on Derek. That's what caused the drift. There's all the little bits of dirt that gets kind of clogged up in there. Um, so once that was clean, it was fine. Nice. There you go. That's pretty cool. Consumer advice, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's really simple. Um, so yeah. Ah, oh, good old Switch. I hope it continues and I hope it continues to be successful because Nintendo rule and they should always be part of the industry. And it's great to see all three platforms doing really, really well because it's quite rare that this happens. Um, it's quite rare that, you know, all three of the big guys are firing all at once. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's normally a trade-off, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it normally means Nintendo or Xbox are getting trounced or PlayStation can't get online. And there's always something that's holding one of them back. But all three are currently kicking ass, and it's great to see. Ah, video games are cool, aren't they? Talking of video games... They are the best. um, The Xbox Winterfest is currently on. 
from from last year, they had like a bunch of indie demos that you could jump on and play at no extra cost. And they're doing it again this year. And we're going to read from Eurogamer. The idea Xbox Winter Game Fest demo event has returned in partnership with the Game Awards. Offering 36 demos for unreleased indie games on Xbox One and Xbox Series XS. The event runs until the 21st December, at which point you won't be able to download them anymore, although they should still be playable if you have them on your console. These demos represent the work in progress games, so may not represent the full game at their release. And I'm going to do the full list now. Are you ready? Hold on to your hats. If you're wearing one, of course. Um, Apico, Aspire, Inus Tale, Aztec Forgotten, Best Month Ever, Blacktail, Blind Fate, Breakers Collection, Castle on the Coast, Chesno Club, Death Trash, which you have you have to play. That. That's so good. Demon Terror from Platonic, so good. Flufy's Adventure, Freshly Frosted, Grid Force, Mask of the Goddess, Josh Journey, Darkness Totems, Justice Sucks, Recharge, Kraken Academy with two exclamation marks, Lonesome Village, Loot River, Mind Scanners, Nobody Saves the World from Drinkbox, so gotta play it. Outbreak, Contagious Memories, Overpass, Rhythm Road Trip, which I might have to play. Princess Farmer, Raku Venture, Space Boat, Space Lines from the Far Out Sky. Super Toy Cars Off-Road, The Chase of Ellen, The Darkest Tales, The Gardener and the Wild Vines, The Last Oracru, The Tale of Biston, Treasures of the Aegon, Tunic, which you might remember from the Game Awards, and is really, really cool. You can go and play that demo right now. And What Lies in the Multiverse. So there's a massive selection of very cool indie games that you can play now for free on Xbox. So why not go and do that? Totally worth it. Uh, Miles, are you going to jump into any of these games? Well, I haven't actually heard of any of these, but I'm assuming from your excitement over a few of them that there might be a few worth playing. And now that I have the opportunity to play them, I probably will, just because I find that over this last year, and especially having joined Finger Guns, I've actually played a lot more indies than I ever would have before. Um, I used to be quite like a AAA bitch. (laughs) And now I've kind of expanded my horizons a little bit and... You know, having played like uh, games like Golf Club Wasteland and stuff over this year, it's really kind of opened my eyes to just how good an indie game can be. Um, And the nice thing is that the fact that they're just doing these kind of free demos and offering them up to give you the opportunity to try them out, to see if they're worth playing, I think is great because for someone like me, there are so many games in my backlog that I need to know if a game is going to be worth playing straight away. And if I can just hop on, play a quick demo, get a sense of it and go, cool, I'm going to download that wicked I think it's just great exposure for these games and gives them a chance to, to succeed, which is always nice for, you know, a studio which doesn't have the backing or the financial power of, you know, a massive publisher or, you know, a big overhead, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I think it's just a brilliant idea. It's really nice that they're doing it. And I think I saw an Untold Tales game in there, um, in which case I'll be hopping on that because they are the developers of Gold Club Wasteland. And as far as I'm concerned, anything they make is gold. So I'll definitely be checking that out. And then otherwise, I'll be following your recommendations for any that you think will be good. Yeah, I mean, I reckon you should probably get hold of Sean because he's the indie king. Yes, um, he is. There's probably a few in there that I've that I announced that he will probably know a lot more about than I. But yeah, this the, the Winterfest is really cool. It's where I discovered Tunic last year. They had a demo for that last year as well. Oh, nice. And yeah, Tunic's really nice. It's a really, really lovely game. And um, yeah, I highly recommend checking that out. Wicked. I'll give it a, I'll give it a shout. Um, Kat, are you going to steal Miles' Xbox and check out any of these games? Yeah, I mean, some of them do look pretty cool. There's a couple 
Um, but I think it's just worse sometimes, like closing your eyes, picking one, and and going through them like little trailers. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, there's not many that I ha- there's a couple on there that I've heard of just because they've come through in the Slack or um, we've been you know we've picked them up somewhere and and for whatever reason. And um, but yeah, nothing nothing too specific. Uh, but I think it'll be good. I think if I get kind of over Christmas, I think I might do that. How, wait, 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 wait. When does it end? December 21st. Oh, okay. Well, maybe before Christmas then. <laughs> I'm going to need to. I'm going to need to. But I think I'd like to. That that trash one that you said sounds really, really good. There was one on that. I can't even remember without getting the list up right now. Um, that did look kind of cool. Um, yeah, I, I think this is such a good idea as well. Like, it, again, this is just another reason. Like, hello, Sony hello hello can you hear us like you know they're not doing this and i think this is where like you know like we were saying last week doing like a game pass-esque thing you know game pass is great but look what else xbox are doing like do you know i mean it's not just about the games and the deals and it's it's the i guess the the involvement in the community and the hey here's flipping 30 odd free games just to jump into and get excited about for when they fully release like that is just like indie developers high-fiving other indie developers being like yeah let's all support each other like, we're on this list too yeah you're on this list too and i saw that on twitter as well this week which is really yeah. cool um so yeah yeah i think i will jump in I, I, like miles was saying like this year i've played a lot of indie games i'm not a massive triple a bitch like i was i used to go on uh, the store and i used to go, that looks cool that looks it's got a fun picture it's got a good trailer <laughs> <laughs> it looks cute and colorful um and so, but this this year, and since joining Finger Guns, I've definitely had a whole new world of just love for indie games more than more than triple A's. I think there's a lot more that you can, not a lot more that they can do. But there is a lot more that they can do. There's so much more. Not that, not that there's so much more love that goes into it. That's not the right phrase, but mm. do you know what I mean? It feels like a different kind of love that goes into it. Um, and yeah, so yeah, I'm excited. It's very cool. I will do. What about you? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I need to jump back to Tunic because I love the game. Um, yeah, because so, you obviously you can play the demo again, can't you? Because once you download these games, I was reading. Once you download these games, they're like forever playable, aren't they? Of the demo, it's just yeah, if you more download or less, yeah. them by the end, then you can't play them uh, post the twenty first. So mm. actually, to be fair, if we just quickly downloaded all of them, off, we could just we could just spend a whole day after Christmas um, yeah. doing it. So that'll be that might be a good shout actually. That's a good shout. We could have a happy day. Yeah, you can yeah. write a whole feature on your favourites from the Winter Game Fest. I actually, that wouldn't be a bad shout, you know. Look, I made you some content. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, Sean would be so happy if you make an indie article. My God. Would he be like, oh my God, that's my oh, girl. My God. I'm so proud. She's growing. <laughs> oh my God, they're, so, they're growing up. They're growing up. They're all grown up now. They're flying from the nest. Oh my God. <laughs> um, maybe maybe not that dramatically, but um, yeah. In his happy. heart, it would be. That's how it sounds. Uh, yeah, pretty much. In um, real life, it would sound very much more northern, but in his heart. <laughs> uh, finally, uh, today got announced PlayStation 5 are releasing different colors for the consoles. Ah, um, finally. We've got red, pink, blue, black, etc. Purple. No, purple. Yeah, purple and white. The, the purple one is dope. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm very tempted, but at the same time, I'm not tempted at all because uh, if I get any of the other colors that are not black, so I've got a black controller, I'm going to have to shell out for another controller. 
Ooh. Well, this is the oh, thing. Man. This is what we were saying on Twitter earlier, weren't we? So Ross actually tagged me in this on Twitter. Um, I guess he knew that I would also share the excitement of a coloured PlayStation. And um, and also they made a Taylor Swift joke in the tweet, and I thought you'd appreciate it. What? Yeah, they did. Shut the fuck up. Did they really? Yeah, you're going to go check it now, aren't you? I actually am. I'm going to check yeah. it right this second. They did say on Mondays we wear pink, which I didn't like because they've gotten the quote wrong. Which yeah. not a Taylor Swift quote, obviously it's it's a Mean Girls quote, mm. but um yeah that's I did catch yeah. that one, but I didn't catch the Taylor Swift one. Go to the Red PS Five. I was gonna say, is it Red Taylor's version? Because if it is, I'm buying that one. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> that's just I'm just gonna buy that one based on the quote. Um, I just want the blue controller. The blue looks really really nice. Yeah. Um, I really like the red, and to be fair, I actually asked for a red controller for Christmas and then took it back because it wouldn't match. So I'm pretty livid, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, I'll just have a white one, actually. Um, and now I'm like, nah, fuck it. I'm gonna... The red is nice. The red, the red is like red wine colour, isn't it? It's yeah, like... it's the same as the um, the controller, but I really mm. like that. I had a laptop that exact colour, and I called it Rolo the Red Laptop because I'm really gay. But uh, <laughs> um, I can't find this Taylor joke. Oh, well, I'll find it after. It I literally matter. tagged you in it. Literally tagged on it. Oh, I just thought you were tagging me in the post. No. Let's have a look. Go back to the tweet that I tagged you in and then just... Oh, my God, yeah! There it is! Oh, I'm buying that one. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I think they come at, like, what is it, 70 quid? I think they said it was 70 quid for the... The the controller's average between 50 and 60, depending where you look. What about Uh, the... Have they released a price for the... The, the 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 covers are fifty five in the US, so that's about what thirty eight here, forty two, forty ish. It's a lot for two bits of plastic. Yeah, but the but... black is the black is so sexy. That's gonna be red for me. Oh, I might have to get the black because it's the hot. blue does look nice as well though. The blue does because look nice. the black with the blue LEDs, it just looks. Oh yeah, it just looks so hot. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Sexy, everything about it's all sexy. This is why Ross is the singer of the script. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Right, let's get into our recommendations. We're there already. See what happens. We have a quiz. We've done an hour, and we're at recommendations already. Damn. Well, if you'd have asked um, me, I'd have done it. But you know, here we my, are. Yeah, it's my bad. It's my bad. I know. It's my bad. It's my bad. Uh, Kat, your recommendation. Uh, my recommendation is a show that I have been watching all week uh, called School of Chocolate. Um, it is uh, really awesome. Very much like... Of course you stole that. <laughs> you stole my one the other week, so you can piss off. Um... <laughs> Damn, guys! <laughs> As you can tell, readers. Um, readers? <laughs> listeners. Uh, we live together. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yes, yeah, called School of Chocolate, and it's essentially... It's, it reminds me of Bake Off, but it, it's more so at the end, um, but no one goes home, essentially. So it's a couple of, I think it's like seven, eight people um, all are either bakers or pastry chefs or chocolatiers. Um, so they already have kind of experience. Uh, and Chef Amore is apparently a really big name in chocolate. Um, and so he is, he's run this school, which is like each... Um, each day they'll have three tasks but the first tag task is like a mini task and he'll pick best in class and worst in class and whoever's worst in class doesn't get to go to, on to the showcase mm. um so it's pretty savage yeah and then by the end of the um however long like the show runs for he'll pick the best in school and they win so no one goes home but people will miss out on the opportunity to 
um, do the big chocolate showcases to showcase their own work, but they do kind of get like a mini one-on-one a lesson with him instead. So it's kind of like they don't completely miss out, but they are kind of missing out to actually yeah. like showcase their own work. And it is fascinating what you can do with chocolate. Like every single like episode just gets more and more like it ramps up the I guess just stuff that you'd never know like creating hinges with chocolate defying gravity making massive massive like dragons and uh, life-size kind of things that move or that like the really really heavy stuff that's like basically on like little bits of chocolate which hold and yeah it's really crazy and then he puts them in teams and yeah it's really cool um and yeah it's just a good little watch so they're only half an hour episodes I think sometimes they're 45 minutes and it's on Netflix so it's completely free if you have well it's not completely free but you know (laughs) if you subscribe to Netflix it will feel free because you know it does when you're not looking at your bank account (laughs) um (laughs) yeah it's just a good watch it's just really enjoyable and it's really fascinating to see what people can do with chocolate um uh, it doesn't make me hungry weirdly sometimes it does but a lot of the time it doesn't but yeah you get to know all the bakers and all the chocolatiers and the pastry chefs and there was just one woman on there that makes me sob I mean her name is Amanda and she she I don't know what it is she's just so lovely and every story she has to tell sobbing just sobbing she told the story so she used to serve um in the U.S. Army I think I think it was U.S. Army it was it was a force in America and um yeah she told stories about that sobbed she told stories about how she um, went from the army and then started and she teaches she teaches other people to bake and, and do pastry and chocolate sobbed at that I don't know what it is I don't know if it's her storytelling or I just really love this woman but <laughs> yeah she's great and I, I think don't touch her protect her at all costs um and I'm like rooting for you know you just it's like bake off you root for your people don't you and then there's always that one bitch where you're like shut up your chocolate sucks remember like, there was one woman who like voted for like there was like a tie he was like oh I can't choose between the ties so I'm gonna get everyone else to choose and obviously for dramatic effect it was like <gasps> she chose the bloody self she broke the tie and chose herself it's <laughs> not winning anyway that was a bit of a spoiler but you know it's not spoiling you don't know what episode it is but yes check it out it's called spoiler chocolate it's very very good Amazing. Yeah. Uh, amazing. There was a great um glass blowing series on Netflix. Oh, I have I've seen the trailers for that, and apparently that is really good. Yeah, the title was like, you know, it's something it's quite an innuendo, but I can't remember it. Yeah, but yeah. That yeah. is tight as fuck, that show. And uh yeah, you should watch that as well. I will do. Maybe we'll check it out after. I can't remember the name of it. So is it called very... Blow Me? Is it not called Blow Me? Is that what it's called? That's a different thing that you watch. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, my bad. Hold on. God. That's on Spider-Man's only fans. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, yeah, I yeah. Now. yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Miles, what are you recommending this week? Blown away, anyway. <laughs> blown away, that's it. Is it? I don't know. I'll find it. I'll Google it. Carry on, Miles. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, mine is the Matrix Awakens Unreal Engine 5 experience. Oh, I was going to ask if you'd done this. Yes, it's so cool. Like, I didn't really know what to expect. I saw Paul had messaged about it on the Slack, and I was like, right, I'm not going to read that because I want to experience it myself. And I loaded it up, and should I spoil it a little bit? Spoilers okay? I mean, it's not much to spoil, I don't think. Yeah, I'll go for it. Basically, if you want to play it and you don't know what's in it, just turn off, stop listening now until after. Um, You effectively do like a kind of car chase sequence after Keanu dubs over some of the older scenes in the movies which is really cool i thought it was a really nice touch how they like insert them into some of the older scenes did you know um, that bit that bit where it says wake up neo where he's sleeping at the laptop 
Yes. That's real time. What? Wait, 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 wait. So that part's not from the film. That part's nope. in the... You're yep. fucking joking me. Nope. I thought, I thought I'd realised when it had gone to like the engine and clearly I hadn't. That's mm. ridiculous. Um, and basically it does a few of the scenes from the movie and disperses it with how it's done it in the engine. And you can kind of see it, but quite clearly you can't see it in other places, which is incredible. Um, you then do like a car chase sequence, which is very on rails. You basically just press like two buttons a few times and then it kind of ends. But it just looks like the physics engine and the graphics are just absolutely out of this world. You know, these cars like crumple up and you can see tiny little pieces of debris flying off in every direction. And just the animation effects are just so, so good. And then you think it's over when it gets to the end of the sequence and you're like, damn, that was a good time. I'm glad I experienced that. And then it just spawns you in the middle of this big open world of like this giant city with all this traffic and all these pedestrians and everybody moving around. And you can go and wander about as much as you like. And there's all these different plaques over the map. Um, for you to go and find out little tidbits and facts about you know how they built it and it's got all these different uh options for you to see like what the geometry of how it's built looks like uh the different lighting effects and all sorts it's just insane it's such a deep dive into like how they build games mm, which is there great was that, there was that one moment where it pans down and then it goes full screen yeah and, like, and like they are not gonna let me walk around this map <laughs> right now and i started moving and i swear to god i said out loud are you shitting my dick right now? <laughs> I think I said something similar. I was like, you are fucking joking. It blew my mind. <laughs> it's just insane. And like, it sounds like such a, an uninteresting thing. Like all you can do is walk around and drive around a little bit. There's nothing else you really do, but you can literally walk up to windows and look on the inside of buildings. And fair enough, it doesn't look photorealistic on the inside of buildings, but it's the most realistic it's ever looked in an open world like style. And you can see through individual windows into, oh, it's, it's just insane. And like, I then press the options button and you've got different options in terms of like the photo mode of how you want to mess around with the traffic. And you can completely delete everybody off the roads in the like two clicks and it does it in real time instantly. And I was like, that's insane that you can just add and delete crowds and traffic without any actual loading time. Like there's nothing to it. And it just absolutely blew me away. And if this is what games are going to look like in a couple of years' time, I doubt they'll ever reach that quality. It's obviously a very self-contained thing that they can maximise all the power for it. But if they can get games to that kind of scale, that's just going to be insane. Like, you can see the difference in the engine now. Whereas the move from four to five had felt pretty, you know, quite a smooth progression. It wasn't a massive jump. But playing this felt like you can see where the jump could be if they managed to pull it off. So... Yeah, it's if you haven't tried it yet, it doesn't take very long. I think I spent about 20 minutes, maybe 30 maximum minute. Um, so it's just worth a look if you want to see what the future of games hopefully hopefully looks like. And it's got me hyped for more Matrix, which is always a good thing. And it's more Keanu. So you know. Yeah, man. The film's out 22nd. Oh, hmm. I need it in my life. It's too Less many than films. 10 days. Less than 10 days away. It's just too many good films. Too many. I, I highly recommend you go and do a double bill of Spider-Man and the Matrix. Oh my, I don't think I can cope with that much like epicness in one day. Like, I don't think emotionally I could do that. (laughs) Yeah, The Matrix Awakens is is pretty amazing. And one thing I did notice that just that bit was 30 gig. So if they made a whole game, I mean, (laughs) it was going to be fucking massive. (laughs) Oh my God, yeah, I forgot about that. Like, the download is huge for it. But you can kind of see why, because it's probably like a really unoptimized, like base build of what the thing can do oh for but, sure but if like if gta 6 came out looking like that i mean jesus 
it's going to be a big ass file. <laughs> There'll have to be a disclaimer at some point where they'll be like, uh, to play this game, you'll need to buy an extra SSD drive just for this one game. Yeah, yeah, you'll need a you need a second PS5 in order to run this. Just uh, plug it in <laughs> yeah. for the old yeah. one. It'll be fine. You'll get like packages of games that come with SSDs just so that you can fit the game onto your hard drive to play. Yeah. Oh, good times. Oh, what's mine? I don't have no idea. It was going to be The Matrix Awakens. So, Sorry, mate. Stole it from you. No, it's fine. Um, Baileys. Uh, yeah. Um, I've drunk a lot of Baileys this week. Baileys is really good. It is nice. I can't confirm. It's... Have you had the chocolate one? I have had the chocolate one. That not, tastes... uh, not as nice. Do you not think? I think it tastes like melted chocolate ice cream. It's I used to have. I used to drink Dooley's. That was toffee flavored. Oh, Dooley's was awesome. Yeah, yeah. that was that was good mm. shit. Drinks oh, I feel like I kids. something. I've not had that one. Yeah, you're you're too young for alcohol, Miles. Oh yeah, <laughs> never drank alcohol. Frobs. Like. Yeah, yeah. Dooley's was Bailey's, but toffee flavored, and it was badass. Mm. And I think it's gone. I can't see it anywhere. Oh really? I think it's disappeared off the face of the earth. I've been discontinued. That sucks. Yeah, and that show was called Blown Away. So yeah, you're right. Yay. Yeah. What's on the Dooley's? I was just about to <laughs> Dooley. You can still buy it from Drink Supermarket for 12 quid. Well, you get it on Amazon. There you mm. go. Ah. No one Ross is buying tonight. Oh, they've changed the logo, that's why. I was going to say, you're totally right, though. It does... Um, I, re- I remember the red and blue now, but I haven't seen it anywhere for ages. Yeah, oh, that's good shit. Uh, Even the bottle looks cool. I've just Googled it. The bottle looks really yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, if you're wondering what uh, get me for Christmas, and uh, you know, think of all those games I've got you this year, you know. This is true. And we got an Xbox, and technically we got Game Pass because of you. So we owe you a lot. <laughs> yeah. My it's eyes funny. have been opened. Yeah, you, you took the red pill this year, mate. I tell you. I did. I did. I went right down the rabbit hole, and now I'm never going to escape it. I'm going to be playing Halo for the rest of my days. One of the fun things about going to Katamaz's place is they have they they have they have two consoles set up in the living room. So wherever you turn, there's a video game to play. It's really cool. Oh, and on my cabinet now, I've got the PS5, I've got a PS4 next to the Xbox One S, and then on the side I've got the PS3 with the VR headset. And then you turn around and you see Cat's cabinet, and there's a PS5 there as well. And we both have like 15. And the shoes. Switch next to that. Yeah. Oh, mate, I tell you. It's a proper so, gaming setup. It's a fun place to be, I tell you. It is, yeah. You, you just can't have a bad time, you know? And they feed you as well. <laughs> My bloody hell. <laughs> Excellent host. Excellent. Yeah. Just, just the best. And if it's ever going to be a Friday, we'll get the doolies out, you know? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, we need a doolies night before Christmas, I think. Uh, yeah, that'd be great. Sold. That'd be awesome. Um, right then, let's get it out this week. I imagine there's going to be a whole lot out this week, but we'll get it out this week nonetheless. I haven't set it up. So, Kat, tell me about your favourite thing while I set this up. My favourite thing is Taylor Swift. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, my favourite thing are roast potatoes. That's not a joke. I'm really enthusiastic about roast potatoes. Uh, fun, fact, fun fact of the slack, Miles doesn't like potato. So I love telling people this story because who, what monster sociopath doesn't like potato? I'm never going to be able to come back on this podcast now. I'm going to get like berated uh, with hate. I like, knew he was a dick after all that. Yeah. Under under all the nice guy bravado and all the Do fun, you know there's like he's really kind. Exactly. He's an abs- He's an actual sociopath. 
your actual sociopath you're like a damn sociopath literally um yeah so i have to eat his mcdonald's chips if it comes with a meal um obviously what's that place eat the, the hardship that you get no, to have extra chips right that's the only thing that i love okay the only thing when you live with somebody who doesn't like potato that means that nobody's going to make you surprise potato roast potatoes in a tray shit mate shit um you don't eat chips no no he makes them feel really sick. Yeah, can't eat them. They make wow. me genuinely gag. Like, if I try and eat one, it genuinely makes me feel really sick. Wow. Like, this is how serious this potato version is. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like a phobia. It's literally you know, like a I phobia. Really, part of me just wants to cut up, like, loads of little potatoes like people do with mushrooms and kids and dump it in everything. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I can eat, like, the odd... Like, I'll have, like, a roast potato or so at, like, a roast, but I have to, like, smother it in gravy and I'll pick, like, the burnt ones so that they're, like, the least yeah, potato Yeah, so he's doing it out of politeness, not out of choice. Yeah. God damn. I know, so... My favourite thing is potatoes, but my all, my second favourite thing is telling people that Miles doesn't like potatoes <laughs> and seeing their reaction. Um, wow. My, my third favourite thing is Pikachu. That's not true, actually. My second favourite thing is Taylor Swift. Then my third favorite thing is Pikachu. Okay, I are we done? Yeah. Okay. Well, done. one roast potatoes. You got All it. Right, okay. <laughs> I, I love it. Thank you very much. That's okay. Anytime. <laughs> uh, right then, out this week we have Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon coming to PC and Switch, and um, that's available now if you're already listening to this because it came out today. Um, Gear Club Unlimited Two Ultimate Something is coming to PS5. Among Us is coming to consoles on the 14th of December. Xbox Series X, Xbox One, PS5, PS4, blah, 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 blah. So we can all finally play Among Us and uh, not on PCs that won't run the game. Yes, my PC won't run Among Us. That's how bad my PC is. Uh, let's see. December 14th, Greek Memories of Azure is coming out um, to PS4 and Xbox One. That's already out on PS5 and Xbox Series. Um, Toby's going to be covering that one for us, so look out for that if you're interested. That'll be on the site very soon. Uh, Bridge Constructed, A Walking Dead is coming to next-gen consoles. The Gunk is coming to PC and Xbox Series X on the 16th. Alien Isolation is coming to Android and iOS. What the hell? What? That's going to be interesting. How in the hell do you play a game like that on an Android? Like, I mean, you got to remember, I suppose, yeah. I mean, Isolation was a 360 game, wasn't it? Yeah. And these phones are catching up. But even so, like, it wouldn't be... I just can't imagine the same kind of immersion. Like, when I played Isolation, it was like ridiculously scary sure. and I actually I actually bought it this week because I want to replay it again because it was that good and I can't imagine playing that on my mobile phone and having any of that also how can I just I can't fathom my head about how you can panic and try and run away from a xenomorph with the controls of a phone I think I would genuinely <laughs> lose my mind uh February December 16th sorry February uh December 16th Final Fantasy 7 remake is coming to PC as is Five Nights at Freddy's at Security Breach PC and PS4 and that's your lot. Thank you very much indeed for listening, ladies and gentlemen. That is the end of the podcast. Don't forget, if you really like what we do, want to follow us absolutely everywhere. All of us, all of our things are in the... I've, I've fucked this up already. All of our things are in the description below. Look out for the link tree where we are in all the places. If you really, really like what we do, want to follow us on Patreon. For $1 a month, you can keep this podcast up on its various podcast hosting services and keep the website nice and shiny. Also follow us on Twitter at FNGRGNS. All of our individual handles are in the description below. But that's it. We'll be back next week for our final podcast of 2021 where we talk our games of the year and all that good stuff. There's a lot to get into. So we'll see you then. 
It is goodbye from a cat's tail. Bye-bye. It is goodbye from Miles Loop. See you later. <laughs> it's goodbye from me, Roscoe Eclipse. See, the a Twilight series. The Star Wars reference. It's a Star Wars reference. It's a Star Wars reference. Oh, damn it. <laughs> stupid Robert Patterson with a stupid face. We'll see you next time on the last podcast of the year. Bye.